If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply felt discouraged or even defeated, if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then this podcast is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today with me, I have the pleasure of speaking with Anna Lay. Anna, welcome. Yeah. Anna still spends her time as a mother, continuing to raise three young adults with her husband of over 25 years. She continues to help people stay healthy from her emotion code modality and the Healthy Haven live show, which she produces and hosts, the first and only health show so far in San Diego, all of which, which can be seen in more detail on the other parts of the website uh, and YouTube under Natural Healthy Haven. Welcome, Anna. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, Um, you're welcome. We met through the Women's Wisdom Group. We did. We did. That was very exciting. Um, So, yeah, I I basically, as you said, thank you for the introduction. I do the Emotion Code. And um, it's a very, very beautiful modality because I had three or four other certificates before I had this one. And none of them actually got to the root cause of why people are sick or have any health conditions. So after I realized, you know, you can't just give one thing for digestion and one thing for someone's headache. What is the root of it? And 85% is emotionally related. That's what Dr. Bradley Nelson taught over 8,000 practitioners globally all over the world. And it is the most beautiful and perfect modality to get to a root. What is the connection between emotions and disease? It is a very tight link because when you have negative stored emotions stored in your subconscious, and may I add that the subconscious mind is like the, it's like the blueprint of your body. It's like the, the hard drive for your computer, you can say. And when that is storing negative stored emotions, you end up, and, and you don't remove them, by the way, you end up building them and building them. They, they, they just multiply and sometimes they're just stagnant there. And eventually they cause disease. That's exactly, exactly right on. Um, it, it just starts to nip at your body cells, your immune, your redox molecule cells. Um, it just starts to slowly deteriorate your cells. And when, as you know, like healthy cells, healthy life, like your body's made of cells. So that's why it's so important to nip those. So hopefully that answered your question on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And how did you discover the emotion code that um, Bradley oh, put together? What a perfect thing to ask me because, you know, I actually had it done on me and I didn't realize I was having it done on me. Oh, okay. Let me, let me go back a little bit. I had a major um, abdominal surgery in 2006 because I had three kids and the first one who was the smallest of them all, <laughs> this was funny, he came out six pounds, he was smaller than anybody else, but he punched and kicked and punched and kicked. My abdominal wall broke. Like it literally, oh. it's called rectus diastasis. Oh my God, I've never heard of that. It was so painful. I didn't even know what was happening. I was watching TV and all of a sudden I felt something and I thought it was the baby move to the left. And we rushed to the emergency and I said to the doctor, I'm telling you, the baby moved to the left. My baby's sitting on the left side. And she looks on the ultrasound. She said, no, Anna, he's perfectly exactly where he needs to be. I said, well, then what was it? She said, I don't know. So anyway, what happened was after I gave birth, the same feeling occurred again. Now it's really weird, right? Like, I don't, I know I have no more kids in there. <laughs> so we do an, a CAT scan and they said, you know what you felt was the wall starting to tear apart to oh the side. God. I'm like, that no sounds way. awful. That it sounds was so wicked. Awful. It was so wicked. I mean, that was worth, worse than giving birth. Okay. <laughs> so sure. what happened was. Um, I couldn't do the surgery to repair it because the surgeon was very smart. He knew I wanted kids, more kids. So he said, well, when you're done with all of them, come back. Because if I sew you now, the second kid will do the same thing again. 
So I had to wait for the boy to come. And then because he was a boy and I knew I wanted a girl, I thought I could trick the surgeon and go back again and go, okay, can you sew me up? You know what I didn't like about it is I was walking around. People thought I looked pregnant all the time. It drove me nuts. And I wasn't pregnant. It's just the wall was sticking out. There was nothing to hold the muscles together. So finally, after my girl and he said, no, I know you want a girl. And I knowing you, you're going to have one. (laughs) I won't give up. I read the book on how to have a girl. (laughs) So when I had all Yeah, it's called How to Choose the Sexier Baby. So anyway, I did that right on. And and here we go. I had my kids, went back. He sewed me back together. Now, here's where we get to your question. Now I'm like distracted. I'm distracted by this book. So how do you have a girl? (laughs) (laughs) Is it diet? (laughs) Yeah, you can buy it. I got it on Amazon. So um, yeah, I'll share that with you. But uh, what happened was, after I finished the three kids and I got sewed up, I now had scar tissues all over the place. And, and it was very hard to move. And it was everything was so tight. So I was calling a healthcare practitioner who came over. He did mud packing to get rid of the scar tissue. So that's another good tip. If you if you women out there have episiotomies or scar tissues or anything like that from any surgery, yeah. you have to be a woman. It could be even a knee surgery or if you fall and you get hurt. The way to repair it quickly is with mud packing. So I am affiliated with Premier Research Lab. I love, they have two different types of muds. One's called uh, Medi Magma and the other's actually Mud Pack. Um, another one I could share with you. So anyway, I he would mud pack me. And then at the end of every session, after he balanced my chakras and, and um, you know, took care of the scar tissue and checked my adrenals, he would give me a chart to hold. And it had 60 negative story, 60 negative emotions. Oh, and to pick up. It was so amazing. And I said, what is this? And he said, oh, it's from Bradley Nelson. Like he, anyway, I was so- I didn't in- even know there was 60 emotions. <laughs> so oh, God, I didn't either. I, I didn't either. I did not. I did not. And you know what's really cool? I'll add to that. I could go to any part of the world and work on anybody. So let's say I'm in Japan and there's Japanese people. I could say I could tap into their subconscious and say anxiety and their subconscious will still understand that term in English. Okay, so I don't need to know another language. I just need to know what I'm doing. And intuitively, I can get the emotion that doesn't serve them in the language that I know and pull it out and then replace it with something positive. So I'm always replacing those gaps. Um, So anyway, I was so interested by that chart. And I said to him, how can I learn this? I'm not interested in the mud packing. I'm not interested in the rest. I want to know about this. So he says, you know what? They're sending a nurse from Texas, I believe it was. I don't remember exactly, but anyway, she came down. Her name was Ruth Kent. She works with Dr. Bradley Nelson, and she had a room packed with nurses, healthcare practitioners for two full days. It was a weekend. Oh my event. gosh. Okay. And what year was this? Do you remember? Or the uh, era? Probably 2000. Well, I, I've been learning this for over seven, eight years. So let's okay. do the math, but about eight years ago or so. Okay. So she came down here and she taught me that. And I was even longer than that, actually. But anyway, so in the hotel, and, and I was so fascinated by it. But the thing that disturbed me is, oh, I want to say what she quoted, which was so beautiful. She said, if she knew this modality sooner, most of her patients would have been out of the hospital that much quicker because they were there for anxiety, for heart conditions, all these things that were chewing them up from their negative stored emotions. So I love that even more. But here's the other thing that, that I was challenged by. When you learn this, it's one thing to learn that there's 60 emotions and what they mean and all that. You need to find a way on your own to tap into the subconscious. So she was teaching us kinesthesiology, like when you stick your arm out and the chiropractor pushes it down. I didn't know how to do that. It didn't, it didn't work for me. Um, there was the sway method where you're standing up straight and then you let your body move left or right to feel which emotion is in that subconscious. Couldn't do that one either. Then they had the O-ring. Couldn't do that one. So I went home and I started to panic. I'm like, are you kidding? How am I going to do this if I haven't found my gift? You know. Well, one day my precious daughter was watching TV and she said, look, mom, they are actually using a pendant. That woman on TV is using a pendulum. And she's reading, you know, different questions. And I thought I were a pendant. So I pulled it out and I started to ask. And sure enough, the pendant started to move for me. It, you have to ask it very specific questions. And it's usually yes, no. It's got to just be yes, no. You ask the question, but it's going to come out. If it moves to the right, it's a yes. If it moves to the left, it's a no. And I just started parading. I thought, oh my God, that's my gift. That's my gift. So now I signed up for the course. And um, you do it at your own pace and, you know, you have to buy the software, you have to buy the, the, the course, basically, and um, you have 
you have to work on 21 people and six animals. Or was it 26 people? You know, I'm losing what it was. I think it was 26 people and six animals, one of those. But it had to be perfect. Like they are A++. You cannot screw this up. You, that person needs to give you the rate of where they're starting at, the baseline. So it's like if they're not feeling well and they got a pain of four out of 10 or 10 out of 10, then you know you really got work to do. But I had to ace it. Like everything had to be to the ultimate perfection. So I really, really deserved that certificate. It was the hardest one I've ever gotten, wow. but the most rewarding, the most, most rewarding. Cause I literally was helping he people heal themselves and removing things from negative past lives that they had stored um, and all kinds of stuff. Like we learned addictive heart allergies, like things that terms that I didn't even know were there. And, um, you know, post-traumatic stress and saboteurs and things that were just in people's lives that are so horrific. And um, before you know it, they're feeling good on the spot sometimes. Like I had a guy who came, um, he wanted to have soldier, sh shoulder surgery. He couldn't move his shoulder cuff. And someone sent him to me. And I'm not kidding. I mean, after we removed all the trapped emotions that were making him not move his shoulder, he literally moved his shoulder in rotation, walked out of here and no surgery needed. I had another woman who had a tumor inside her inner thigh, the size of a golf ball. And when we removed the emotions, and she was about to do chemo, by the way. Um, and I don't discourage people. I will never, ever tell people don't do chemo or don't take your medication they're sent to me by word of mouth, a lot of them, because I don't advertise myself that big. In fact, I didn't even have a show then, and I didn't even have a website really set up. I was just kind of doing this word of mouth, and it was just right after I got my certificate. But people were coming to me in my home, this is before COVID, and her tumor shrunk in three days. Three oh days. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It was really, really cool to watch. And, you know, I don't take credit for this. Please, as much as I love what I do, I don't want any credit. It's God's gift. Everybody got gifted a different way. I believe every emotion code or body code healer that does what they do were gifted to do this. Even Bradley Nelson, Dr. Bradley Nelson, he admit, he said he feels very gifted by this. The angels were just telling him how to put this thing together. And he just knew that that was what he needed to, to give to the world. And I wish the day that I could kiss his hand for doing what he does. He's so unbelievable. And you know, what's really nice. He knows about my show. And one of his uh, staff said that if I ever have a show, he will fly down to speak. I was so honored. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, so, so that made me want to do a show, but no, I'm kidding. I, I didn't do a show based on that at the time. Um, I've always wanted to do a show. I don't know if that's your next thing you wanted to chat about, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. I ended up with the live health show and um. But I started with getting my certificates first with that. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, what do you, I was just curious, what do you think about Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life? Do you know about that book? Oh, absolutely. I have her book and I got some other ones from people that connect. Um, yeah, well, we're in control of our own body, our own thoughts, and definitely our own life. I mean, we can make or break whatever we have. And it's all in perception. In fact, yesterday, I just went to the the New Earth Expo, which I love. And a lot of the speakers were saying exactly that. We can either sit and fear COVID. Uh -huh. We can either sit and dread what's about to happen next with the stock market and, and you know, the things getting shortages because of the truck drive. We can do that. Or we can go dancing and sit in a jacuzzi hot tub and stare at the sun and do sun gazing and do a gratitude journal, which I believe so strongly. And I got interviewed once just with the gratitude journal and the importance of that. And it's funny, just about every speaker there was talking about how important it is to have a gratitude journal and it's uh, even more ironic the lady that was doing the talking on that used to be homeless and an alcoholic wow and she was living on the street she described her life i can't even believe day and night with what she I, I, everyone on the audience said we can't even visualize you as a homeless person really and she said yeah but the day that she paused and connected to God and well it doesn't have to be God I I believe in God but if, if you want to believe in a higher a different energy or the divine or however you want to word it your angels your yeah. guardians whatever um that that's when her life started changing that that's when she started to feel wow, you know, like there's someone higher than her that created her and is watching over her. And from that moment, she started slowly um, tapping into herself, doing more grounding, realizing she has a purpose here. And uh -huh. that's when she started to really feel life and enjoy life. And when you enjoy life, 
like in my religion, we actually have a mission to be happy. That's our mission. We have to be happy. If there's something, and of course, I'm not going to say for everything. Of course, if there's a death and then, and you know, around you or something and, and you're. Yeah. But also it's just your opinion. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And (laughs) so people take it or leave it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's how you see it. And and I totally believe in a gratitude journal, but I also verbalize my gratitude. You know, if I'm driving in the car and I feel good that day, I'll thank God for being in the car and the great weather around me and feeling great that I'm driving in my car that I like to drive. And, you know, it's, it's all in how you see things. So, um, yeah. And there was a guy in the audience who also said he, he knows there's a lot of chaos going around, but he dances, he makes sure that he dances and goes out and parties once or twice a week and he's my age like he's actually older than me you know but yeah. he's still hip you know and um, that's amazing it's like this person that was homeless it made me think of jk rowling the harry potter author she yeah, was yeah. homeless and and who else joe vitale yeah he was homeless and he's a famous mm-hmm. author now it's just it's just incredible how the depths of despair can lead to just unlimited success exactly yeah i i totally go for that um, so yeah, so from there, I, um, I, th- I was doing a lot of workshops, I very much feel that my mission has always been since I was a kid, I've always wanted to teach, I remember, um, I used to bring my brother home, I was three years older than him, and I bring him as soon as I got home from kindergarten, I would say, we have to sit down now we have to play school, we have to play school, everybody Aww. else was playing other games, I needed to play school, and thank God he liked to play. And if he didn't, I'd go to my mom and I go, Mom, please, please make him play school with me. But you know, he was, so, he became so smart, I was actually teaching him all my numbers that I learned all my alphabet. Oh, <laughs> and cool. it's funny, he became a math teacher after it's actually so he's smarter than me in math now like now all the advanced stuff I go to him now if I need help it's really amazing well um the reason and back to Louise Hayes book the reason why I brought it up is she lists affirmations for healing Mm -hmm. different diseases and emotions trauma that might be causing it I always thought it was really insightful and I had a similar experience that she did. I was diagnosed with cervical cancer in February, 2020, and that was her diagnosis too. And, and I had a similar experience as the root of it. So, um, and then also, have you heard of psychoneuroimmunology? Uh, not in detail. I heard of it. I never tapped into learning. Yeah. There's so many terms out there that there's I, so many I, terms, but it's basically, I feel like it's what you do. They conduct it's scientific research that different emotions cause disease. Like they found that shame was connected to arthritis and other inflammation in the body. Oh yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So Okay, so here, if you want to go that route, I, I literally carry my 60 negative stored emotions on my phone. And so just to give you an example. Oh, that's cool. Kidneys and bladder, okay, they, they go accordingly with blaming, dread, fear, horror, and peeved. And I love the peeved one because peeved is like pissed off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can really see that. You can really <laughs> it connects to bladder. So when your bladder's unhappy, you keep running to the bathroom, right? Or you can't control it, you know, whatever it is. But that goes back to peeved, you know. Yes, absolutely. Every organ is related to at least 10 emotions. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's I have incredible. That's, you, that's amazing. It is. What and if you genetics, do you ever integrate that into what you do with your clients? Partially. I will, I, okay. I'll go a little bit further with that one. There's genetics, but then there's also called epigenetics. Have you heard of epigenetics? I have. Um, but I, I don't like use it on a day-to-day basis with my clients or anything. So, well, no, it's not something you use. It's, it's a thought and an understanding of how the, how the environment that you create or live in can be changed. Mm-hmm. So for example, my dad had diabetes. He passed away now. He also had cancer, but he had everything under the sun related to someone who's got a very poor diet, sick, sick diet, like, like literally will have a hamburger and French fries from McDonald's and Burger King on a regular basis. Okay. And when he passed away, he wanted to go to Burger King and have a milkshake and, and, and a burger and all this other stuff, you know, like that was his diet and he wouldn't change it because he was very happy. When my kids go to visit him, he was giving them donuts and cookies and, and soda was always in his car. Always, always. Oh my God. Um, yeah. But that was his lifestyle. So let's go back a little bit. He had diabetes. His brothers had diabetes. 
80s, they all had the same thought mentality of what a good diet is. And they all ate the same kind of stuff and greasy foods. And he would always want to rock the buffets, you know, like, let's go to the buffets and rock them. Like he would make sure he's totally stuffed, you know, and his belly showed it and bless his heart, rest in peace. You know, he, he didn't die with the best diseases. I mean, he ended up with cancer of the colon. Okay. So that tells me, and I am completely opposite. So I don't have to fear that I'm going to get diabetes. I don't have to fear that I'm going to get cancer the way he got it. I There's other things out there, but I monitor myself every day. I get up, I remove my negative stored emotions because I'll tell you right now, oh, negative awesome. past life emotions, you don't even know they're there. And I have so many clients right now more than ever. And I don't mean more clients more than ever. I mean the clients that I have more than ever have negative past life emotions, if that makes sense. And I was wondering why. So I went to my Facebook group of healthcare practitioners, like from Emotion Code, and we have a Facebook and we ask each other questions. And I said, are you guys noticing what I'm noticing? How many of you really have like clients right now that have more so negative from past lives? And they said, yes. And one explained it very clearly. She said, it's because right now we're like in our last, they call it the five dimension. If you understand that, that's what our, expo was about yesterday we're in the fifth dimension and we're reaching the age of aquarius eventually but right now there's a lot of unresolved negative past life emotions that people have not resolved and they're creeping up now so if we're living right now in this day and age and you know you go to a practitioner like me who can tap into them and i can even tell you exactly what year it came from so for me it's always been 400 years um my mom if i if, if any of them show up, it's always 500 years. Then there's the indigo children. They're super old souls. They're always 800 years and, and more. Like it'd be 800, 900, whatever. But they need to come out. They need Those emotions will eat you up alive. Like I don't even know sometimes they're on me. And I start to feel a different energy in myself. And I go in there and I go, is this from now I'm feeling this anxiety? Or did it come from 400 years ago? And it will say 400 years ago. And I just remove it. It takes me a second or so. I detect it. Detecting is key and then removing it with my magnet and that's it um but that's what people are experiencing right now and and unfortunately um i had to do a show on suicide the suicide epidemic and that hit strong right around covid after right around covid time we did a show if you guys go on my website natural healthy haven healthy with a y i always have to add that in because people come back and they go i couldn't find it i go well did you type the y after health or you just did healthy haven and so i just want to clarify that but we did seven shows and one of them was on the suicide epidemic it was such a powerful show i would say that's probably one of my most powerful wow shows amazing yeah, and the reason being is because two of the people that were there tried to commit suicide. Well, actually, well, two that were alive, let's say, still wanted to commit suicide. One was a very young lady, and she did a video with me. We actually did a music video. We took Elton John's song, um, and we changed it, and we called it A New Start. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful video. Um, you'd want to see that one. But then listen to her story. Her story explains why she wanted to still stick around. And she was an indigo, by the way. <laughs> Do you know much about the indigos? I, I don't want to keep saying indigo. And, and well, I mean, it's for our audience, really. Yes, yes. I, I know about the different types of children. That yeah, so the indigos, just in a nutshell, they're super old souls, but they're here to teach us. They're here to teach us a lesson and to give us a message. And their philosophy is, of life is it's so unfair. It's so opposite. Like, there's the rich, 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 and the poor, poor, poor. Mm. And one of my sons is an indigo, and bless his heart, he's got the most beautiful wanting to give mentality you can ever give. I mean, he will save his money, and he put a homeless person up on a rainy day in a motel. And, oh my God, that's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he comes to me all the time. Can we bring this, like, can we save this person? Can we, like, and I said, Jordan, some of these people that are coming here, I don't even have enough soap for them. Like they are like, in fact, even the guy that went into that motel room, the guy in that works at the motel called me because my son was a minor putting him up in a motel room, but they can't refuse. I mean, the, my son gave him the money and said, here, I would like this guy to have a room. But that guy was not familiar with, you know, beds and lamps and, and, you know, carpeting. So he was coming to the front desk 
turning people off that were coming in. And the guy had to call me from the hotel. He says, you know, he's kind of not totally sanitized. And if we can maybe keep him in his room, but I'm just letting you know, if he stays in his room and he breaks anything, your son's in charge. And I know that your son's a minor. So you'd be in charge. I said, that's fine. You know, we'll take responsibility. Just let him enjoy a night out of the rain. You know, like I was okay with this, you know, whatever happens, happens. Everything turned out great at the end. But I'm just, the reason I'm saying this is they want to help. They, they're they so tired of seeing the unfairness in this world. You know, it bothers them. And they're not into school. They don't like school. They don't like being told what to do and sitting at a desk. According to my son, he got brainwashed in school. His philosophy of school is <laughs> they're telling me what to learn. I don't want to learn that. I don't need to know about history of in Italy. Who cares? I'm happy going to learn auto mechanics or auto shop or how to, you know, make money a different way. This isn't his way of life. And so he basically ended up doing virtual school. And- <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, he's so awake saying yeah. he got brainwashed. <laughs> At school. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? What a word to use, but he was spot yeah. on and how he felt, you know, he knew that this isn't, and, and to tell him to sit down from nine to three and we'll tell you when you're going to eat lunch and when you're going to have recess and when you have your day off, the heck with that, he said, you know, so yeah. he, he ran away from school many, many, many times. We have to find a different way of teaching. <laughs> so we thought, okay, let's do Montessori. So we did Montessori. We paid a fortune. He's only in elementary. And we're paying college funds for a Montessori style school. Okay. But if you walk into that classroom, you will see them sitting on the floor. The teacher is working on the carpet at their pace at, when they feel like it. They do their assignments when they say they want to do their assignment. Like it's so much more flexible and it's so much, it gives them freedom it gives them control it lets them feel like a human being with a brain you know and it was wonderful it made him a lot more creative he at least got through that we got him through elementary then we had high school to deal with god help us on that one (laughs) that didn't last very long first day got booted out of you know it just anyway it didn't work out right now the best thing i found for him was a city paid virtual school online and what's funny is when i took him there the principal said so when would what are the days that you would like to come in and he said what i get to pick my days he goes yeah when would you like to come in and what hours of the day Uh would you like to come in we'll arrange the one-on-one teacher and this was all paid by the city was the coolest thing ever oh that's so cool i love it it. just opened it just opened it's like god led me to everything to help this child everything i could possibly do to make his life easy and let me tell you the key secret for everybody who may know an indigo child or experienced one. And especially if you're in the field of education, are you ready? They need to remove the preconception emotion. We learned that from Dr. Bradley Nelson. If you have an indigo, remove the preconception emotion. That is key. That emotion, once it's removed, will allow them to accept this world, allow them to accept that this is what's going on. And then you can remove a whole bunch of other emotions after that if needed. But if you don't remove that one, they're walking around in depression with still stagnant, wanting to get the heck out of here. So that's that's really insightful. Um, I mean, psychologists could really implement that as well, helping these kids. Well, they'd have to know how to remove that emotion. And I don't know. Right. But at least having the awareness of it. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Even yeah, that's amazing. To me, it doesn't take me long to remove it. And, and believe me, it doesn't have to be me. I don't care to let people know if, that I do this, but there's, yeah, there's thousands of practitioners. Yeah, yeah. Just go on the map, say, I live in Austria or I live in Australia or wherever. And where is there a healthcare practitioner that does this? Google them and contact them, you know, and say, right. can you remove this preconception? But you can do this anywhere. She can do it remotely. So Absolutely. might as well receive, receive Anna. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. It's a business. It's okay. Sure. If I can, I welcome it with open arms. I really do, yes. but I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, it's just me. Yeah, you know, you got to have a connection. You have to like the practitioner that's doing it on you. I yeah. work hard. I do a lot, a lot, a lot of pro bonos. I have a lot of people that, you know, just lost their jobs and come to me and, and ended up with cancer because of all the stress they went through. And I just work on them. I mean, I, I'm not after the money. I'm more after God gave me a mission. Thank God I have enough money, but I want to be able to give back. And what I do believe in, however, is an energy exchange. I just don't do things for free. Sometimes even if I do a quick 15 minute check, I will say, you know what, if you like the report I sent you and you got value out of it, just go on my website. It says help support. And what they're helping support really is the shows. I like to continue doing the shows that I do. I don't, I, 
I'd be lucky if I break even on my shows because I always give more than what the people are giving for their little $10 or $12 admission ticket. Um, because I give, I like giving gifts out at the door. Um, I, it was funny. I, I gave a stress. I, we were giving stress balls where you squeeze the ball and you release your, your stress from your hand. And I went to this lady's house and she was a friend of mine, but she had the ball there. I that reminded me of my show three, four years ago. I said, oh my God, you still have that ball? She goes, are you kidding? It helped me with every joint pain I had. She says, I roll on it. I squeeze it. I'm like, oh, oh my God. it was so funny. So those balls helped, you know, and then we give them um, manual handouts, you know, to how to, all the different things they can do from head to toe to release any type of condition they have. So yeah, that's great. You know, yeah, those shows are fun. My next show that I really want to do is on handy capable, not handicapped people, but handy capable. That's what we'd like to call them. And I, I'm trying to find anybody out there that knows someone who's gifted with their their um, the restrictions. Okay, so let's say they have no arms or they have no legs, but somehow they're playing the guitar and brushing their teeth and all this other stuff. I watched one YouTube with a lady who had no arms and no legs and, and had a baby and she was able to change the baby's diaper with no arms, no legs. It was the coolest thing. Like I saved the video. So those yeah, are the that's people. amazing. Yeah, I did the challenge athletes foundation races and there was all sorts of those kind of people doing the yes, race. Yes. I, I reached out to them. So I'm waiting to get responses yeah. and get, that would be amazing. Yeah. It well, tell me, tell me about this, these past few years, did you ever get COVID? And if you did, yes. did you feel from it? Oh, you did. Oh How my did God. Yes. And you know what? It's funny you ask because this afternoon I'm actually planning to do, cause a lot of people ask me, how can a healthy person like you get COVID? Uh-huh. And I said, and I was wondering myself, by the way, because I take <laughs> you see my laboratory of stuff that I take. Um, I don't skip a beat on anything, but but I will add, I did miss one very, very important thing that I should have been taking and ran out of two months before I got before I got COVID. And it was the colloidal silver. And the frequency of that ah. is not, yeah, it's yeah. not your typical colloidal silver that you buy at a supermarket. And I have proof of that because I interviewed the scientist that made it just last Monday. Um, Dr. Clarence Thomas, he's amazing. In fact, it was such a good Zoom that we did with a whole bunch of people on there that we're going to do another one because people want to hear it. So I'd be glad to share that Zoom when it comes out again. But right now, I just knew that I wasn't taking that. And when Ah. you take one tablespoon of that a day, it will last in your body from any pathogen or virus for 24 hours. And I haven't been taking that. So I was going out to like Earth Expo events and farmer markets and, you know, who knows? There is a virus out there. I'm not going to deny it. It's out there. The question is, how shielded are you? Okay. And I was not shielded from that. But even more so than that colloidal silver, here's the answer again, going back to what we started. I was emotionally stressed. And then I was wondering, because I have a lady that works on me. She does biofeedback, Gianna Granton. She's absolutely amazing. She does what I do, but in a remote way. I mean, not what I do. She has a biofeedback machine, but what, what she can do is the same as me is it's remote. That's what I want to say. It's like, we both can do what our modalities are in a remote way. And so she was working on me and she says, you're very, very stressed. I said, I don't see how though. Like I feel good, but I don't understand where the stress is coming from. But then I thought about it. I mean, sometimes you got to just sit and tap into what caused your stress. And I know where it was. My mom is an elderly and was living in Canada. And ever since COVID, I have not seen her. It's been about two and a half to almost three years. And every time we talk, we're on FaceTime three times a day. She did not look well in the sense of depression mode. And, you know, you see the snow, you see all the seasons. They, they're cold there in Canada where she lives. And, you know, one time I hear she slipped on the ice on her driveway. And another time I hear her, then she went downstairs and almost tripped on the basement going up and down. I'm like, really? Oh my God. You know, and I feel all this, like it was chewing me alive, you know, and Then finally, when we got her here, which was just a few months ago, my brother called from Canada and he said, we've got to get mom down there immediately. They just opened and are closing the borders again. We've got to get her out. And I thought, so we woke her up. We said, mom, tomorrow you got to leave. That's it. You got to pack whatever you can think of. Don't worry about if you're not taking all your clothing that you like. You could buy it there in California. So we got her here now. Thank God she's here. I'm telling you, it was like a, a sigh of relief. But at the same time, all those emotions that were accumulating, they took their toll. <laughs> they took their toll. They took their toll with the COVID. Um, and so my immune was shot. 
because of the emotions, all those emotions. So ah, it's kind of like, you know, when you're sense. studying for exams, you're on a high and you don't eat, you don't sleep and you're studying, 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 studying. You don't feel it. You don't feel it, but you're able to do it. It's called raw energy. You're able to continue what you're doing. You're able to stay up late and day after day, week after week till you're done the exam. And then you think you're done. Yes, you are. You're done the exam. But what, what happened to your body during that time? It was chewing you up alive, but you didn't know it. Then you feel it. After the exams, that's when you collapse and you sleep more than you ever could sleep and possibly catch flus more so because your adrenals were shot during that time. And now you're trying to make up for it. So that's what happened to me. I, I understand that now. It's not that I'm an unhealthy person. I'm just human. And people, you know, if they care about their parents like I did and feel what their parents were feeling when I see her on FaceTime and she's in bed at three o'clock and five o'clock and I'm like, why are you in bed? at this hour what do you want me to do all the malls are closed my friends are you know at home also isolated and in quarantine and there's no one to talk to what where do you want me to go you know and I'm like oh what a life it's so horrible you know and I'm looking at my sunny California out here you know thinking we got to get her here you know but they wouldn't allow her to come that was my other stress the borders were closed the control of me not having control you know that the borders are taking control and saying yep you won't be able to see your mom you know that I called one of the immigration officers and I said you know my mom took one of the jobs and she ended up in the emergency and I'm wondering, she now has a medical exemption. Would that be accepted? They said, well, we review each case individually. And, you know, mm -hmm. she'd have to just take a chance. And if she comes and we refuse her to come in, you know, she just have to go back to Canada. I said, you, and I, I almost started crying on the phone. I said, you mean to tell me that you are going to control me never being able to see my mom again? And they said, we're not making the rules the Biden administration's making them. I okay. said, that just tore me apart right there. I'm yeah. like, Really? So, okay, you know, let's get back to you now. <laughs> I know you have a story yeah. with that. Yeah. But, but like, tell me about like you grew up in Canada and, and how did your childhood influence your life of who you are now? Well, in Canada, I believe it or not, was a shy person. I started my, my childhood very, very shy. And people would think you were shy, really? Like I said, yeah, for the first good part of my life, I was shy. I didn't like my name. I had a very um, foreign name. And when I sat in a crowd and people would have to say their name, I just wanted to crawl in the mud. And eventually I changed it. So that kind of got me a little more of a self-confident boost there. <laughs> so I made it easy to pronounce Anna. Not that I loved Anna. It's just it was similar to my foreign name that started with an A. And I thought I got to find something similar that they could change on the passport without much problems. Okay. So, so that started me off. And then I, there was a, a girl that I always loved very much, but she was, what I loved was not, specific, I loved her character. I love that she's always saying jokes. Everybody thought she was funny. Everybody liked her. And I wanted so badly to be able to do that. I wasn't jealous, but I wanted to do be like that. Yeah. So I ended up going to take classes. I realized I was very, very creative. I always liked working as a counselor in camps. The kids always loved being in my group because I, I used to be very creative and do everything out of the box everything was out of the box everything was more fun and I thought you know what that that's my niche right there I think that's where I got to focus on so I ended up in university studying um, drama in education it's to teach through the use of drama taking any boring subject and bringing it to life in such a fun way and I studied that for six years and improv was huge. Improvisation is one of the best things anybody in life can take, whether they like being on stage or not. It helps you not think too much. Mm. It helps you come out of your comfort zone and trust yourself and trust the universe. And I love that course for that reason. That's and, amazing. Yeah, improvisation. And, and, you know, when I see people thinking of what they need to plan to say before they get on the phone... I'm like, really? Like, what if that person says something else on the other end? You know, you're going to get caught off guard. You're going to sound like a robot. Just trust. Let the conversation flow. Just like we're doing right now. I didn't plan this conversation with you. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, honestly. Like, you gave me a gist of it. But here we are having this natural conversation. And that's the way life should be. Trust mm -hmm. yourself. Just be, be yourself. Be natural. People like a story. They like your authentic 
true story, not mm. something you made up. Just who are you? They want to know who you are. One time I had a publisher that came over and wanted to put us in a magazine and she wanted, and the, the meat of the magazine was the emotion code. Like what is my modality? But before that she asked me general questions. Like how did you, how did you meet your husband? <laughs> Do you know that just about every person who saw that magazine, they never even tapped into the emotion code and said, Oh, that's so cool. The emotion code. They said, Oh, I love how you met your husband. <laughs> that's so funny really well, tell me about your show how did you get your own show in San Diego oh well I, I started by having a dream because I used to do workshops in my house on health and I used to have like what 12 people come over and they'd sit around and I'd teach them about you know the thyroid and all this and they said you know what it's such a pity that you don't share this within a bigger group and and I, I was watching like the view and I was watching all these the, the doctor show I loved and Dr. Oz and I thought I could see myself doing that like sometimes you have to have a vision first always have a vision and have a, a desire to go with the vision and clearly it was in me oh I should also tell you Remember when I told you I was taking drama in education yeah. in university? Well, one of the projects we had to do was be a talk show host. And I was getting B pluses, B pluses on other projects. But when I was put the host of that day to do that assignment, I got an A plus <laughs> plus. And the teacher said to me, she said, that was the best thing you've ever done. She said, maybe that's what you you're meant to do and it never occurred to me like it was just a project we just did it one time she gave me a mic I had to go around the audience and ask them questions but it I got an A plus <laughs> it was great oh, you know that's but so it awesome. stuck with me. yeah it stuck with me and then years down the road um I like I said I was doing workshops at my home and people were saying you should speak in a bigger crowd so oh, I thought you know what, beautiful what? Yeah, I thought, what does it take to do a show here? So I picked up the phone and I started calling. I didn't know where to begin. I mean, I, I'm starting from scratch, not knowing what it takes. Um, I started calling uh, producers and I started calling cameramen. And all of them were $250,000 to do anything for me for half an hour. And I, I remember I put the phone down. It was Friday afternoon and I was almost in tears. I thought, you know, does God really want me to do this? Because he's putting me with this big price tag at the end. And then what happened was I picked up the phone one moment on a Friday right when I was ready to call it a weekend um, and it, and then all of a sudden a, a friend of mine called and she said Anna how many times did I tell you my daughter in Los Angeles in Beverly Hills is a producer there and she said just call her up I'll give you her cell phone you don't have to even give her a resume tell her that we're friends and she'll take care of you well sure enough that daughter of hers was a producer in LA and they were doing reality shows. And so I, so I called her up and she says, I can't believe you're calling me about health topics. She said, I'm sitting here around the table with a bunch of producers and all of them have either ADD or digestive issues. And one of them has another autoimmune. How fast can you get to Hollywood? <laughs> and I said, oh, um, I don't know. It's a weekend now. Let's say Monday. She said, OK, I will have someone pick you up at the train station and you're going to come down to Joe Belasco's studio and we will talk about your project. Oh my God, I'm telling you, while I was on the train, I was pinching myself a hundred million times. I'm like, my dream's coming true, my dream's coming true. Well, let me tell you, yes and no. It, it, it didn't really fully come true. Unfortunately, they loved my project and I signed a contract with her. I gave her $3,000 of my money and that's to do a sizzle reel. And unfortunately, she had baggage of her own, so much so that she ended up taking my money, coming to my home for that weekend, and nothing came out of that. I was the saddest person you can ever imagine. Like, it was like a tease, you know? And, um, and oh my time, God, that's awful. It was, it was really bad, yeah. And, and she had her um, writers call me up and say, okay, tell me what topics you would like to talk about. And we need to pre-plan at least six months in advance. With And I was all, you know, I was all on it, like for a while. But at the bottom of it all, she did not pull through with her agreement. She was actually, she took the money from a lot of other people with their sizzle reels that I heard. Um, she uh, lost her kids. I mean, there was so, she had so much baggage, Verona, that I don't even want to get into. It's a private yeah. confidential thing. Yeah, but the totally. bottom line is, is where I got out of it. What I got out of it was zilch from her, but... It, I it, I was asking God every day, like, did you not want me to do this? Like, why did this happen? So now I understand. He wanted me to get a feel of it to make me really believe that, yes, this is yes, really what I truly want to do. And I did because I went in their green room and I saw what it felt like with the cameramen all over and, and what it felt like to be in a real studio. It 
felt so good. I'm like, yes, this is me. I could see me doing this. So that all that did was branch out my visualization to the next level that I could truly, truly want to do this and can do this. At the end of it all, five years later go by. And what did I do during those five years? I didn't sit and sulk. I educated myself even more, more and more and more. I, I took more classes. I took more courses. I learned more about health. I met more people. I started to gather new practitioners that could be on my show, co-hosts that I thought would help me to make this happen. And then one day God kicked me out of bed said, Anna, today's the day. Get up. You're going to go call the Civic Theater. You're going to call your own venues and you're going to call and you're going to rent a room. That's state place number one. After you rent the room, you're going to call the colleges and the colleges, you're going to find your own free videographers from people that are graduating from that area. Then you're going to call DJs. You're going to make this show really come to life. Go get a DJ and make it really bloom. <laughs> then you're going to put an advertisement on next door and other places and say, are there other practitioners that specialize in different areas and would like to be on a host? Well, before you know it, I had three different meetings at my house with women that I never met before, all here for the same reason. They all wanted to shine. They all had something to offer the universe. And we all sat here together. And I'll tell you, I had to screen some out. There were some that we're just in their own planet. Like they just, they don't want to collaborate. They're, they're there all about themselves. Some of them really wanted to work together. Some of them, you know, wanted the show. I had one lady who literally, I had to remove jealousy out of me and her. She just wanted everything I was doing. And she came in with this very forceful vision and attitude saying, you know, she straight out told me, she says, I want to do what you're doing with your name on it and everything. I said, well, I thought we were working together. And I said, you know, you could still shine on my show. But so obviously, clearly, we couldn't work together. Obviously, yeah. I said, you know, maybe you should just do your own thing. Then, you know, like, but you meet all kinds, you know. And at the end, if you go on my first show, it's beautiful because you will see exactly what I'm telling you. I, I had about four or five co-hosts. I let them all shine because I don't need the name. I, I had to call it something. So I called it Annalia's Healthy Haven Show, but it's not me. My mission is to get people that are shining on their own already and just need a stage to make sure people know of them, you know? I, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, and we did, if you go on the first show, you'll see each person had a chance to take their mic. My friend, Gianna, who did the biofeedback, she's on there and she talked about what bio, by what it is to, to have a biofeedback session. Other people did all kinds of different healing modalities. It, it was just beautiful. And when you hear me come on and say, um, it was my first time saying, hello everyone and welcome to Healthy Haven Live. In my voice, I had a little tear because oh, I really oh, deep down beautiful. felt so emotional. Like I looked and I thought, oh my God, I'm this is happening. It's happening. And I looked at my stage and I, I remember how I felt. It was, and it was terrible because it wasn't like a strong all the way I introduced the show all the other six times, but at least with you, I'm sharing why you will notice if you really pay attention, how I said, welcome everyone to Health Haven Live. It was teary. It was just such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment. And guess oh, what that's else? Amazing. I got yeah. cheerleaders. I got cheerleaders from the school for okay. free. They all wanted to shine, right? Here's their chance. I got them on the news three times. We were on the news. Um, well, I was on the news three times, but they were on the first time with me. And um, I took the song. Do you know the song from Belinda Carlisle, Heaven is a Place on Earth? Yes. I took the words of that song while I was on a plane flying to Canada. And God gave me the words of what to do to, re to change all the words so that it matches my theme of Healthy Haven. Oh, it, beautiful. It's in the theme. Like if you listen to the song, and that's how we open the shows now. But I needed permission. I needed permission. That song didn't belong to me. I didn't know that I needed permission. And, and a few people told me, if you change the words of a song that doesn't even belong to you, you will get sued big time. Oh, and yeah, I, totally. Oh, so for months, I didn't know what to do. I had to find who does the song belong to. It belonged to Rick Knowles. He writes the songs for Beyonce. And um, I found him and I had to get a lawyer to help me. And she just loved what I was doing. She said, you know what? I'm going to give you his email. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Said, what is it's the probably chance? like an honor? 
Oh God. Yeah. I said, well, I said, what is the chance that he, that him out of all people, you know, (laughs) going to respond to my email? Sure enough, he did. But in the funniest way ever, like I literally printed it because it's so funny. He doesn't dot his eyes or cross his T's or anything. It was like, it was like a noble cause. You have my permission, Rick Knowles. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Short, sweet to the point. So yeah. Okay. So now what is Zen success to you? Well, Zen, well, you tell me your feeling of what Zen is, and I'll see if I can match it with where this moving uh, from force to flow. Well, I was definitely I'm flowing now. I think if I was to piece it together, I would say I'm flowing now. If you allow, allow, that's a key word. Even if you say the word allow, you feel relaxed. You know, you let go just from that word alone. Okay. So there's my Zen right there, just letting that word really feel it in your body. And what I mean by allow is allow the universe to do what it was meant for you to do. Just sit back, look up and trust, just trust, trust that, like, I told you what happened with me, right? Like I thought going to Hollywood and giving $3,000 and a contract, I had an official contract. Okay. And how can you sue somebody who has no money? You know, it's a lost case. I could have, you know, lost all my energy and fought in court and who knows. It wasn't about that. It's like, now I let go and let God and other spiritual people that work with me said, let karma take its place on what just happened to you. Karma is huge. People that screw people around like that and take their money, it'll nip them in the bud. But it's not up to me to decide when and how. And I don't care. I, I don't, I'm not looking for her to get nipped. I just need to know that for me, for my own health right now, and for my own energy and sanity, it's not worth me going to court to try and get that back. God will present me with a new open door. Maybe I had a karma to pay in my past life. You know what? That could be too. Maybe I owed somebody money and now this is how I, my, my karma for that, you know, like I didn't repay them. And so this is going to go to her, you know, and that's fine. That's fine. Mm. It is what it is. I am. Um, I trust now that whatever was meant to be, I had five years gap between my dream and how it ended up happening, but I'll never for, forget the day that five years later, I felt a kick in my butt going, get out of bed. You're going to start amazing. making phone calls. Today's the day, you know? So that's yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and learning about your journey to doing your healings, the emotion code and the healthy Haven live show. I'll put your website in the show notes. So thank you so much, Anna. Oh, it's a pleasure. And thank you very much for the opportunity to share what I did and have, are still doing. And, you know, please just enjoy the shows at this point. I mean, that's my mission is to offer them to you guys. So they're there. You don't have to pay admission, have popcorn and watch them and learn at the same time. And may you all remain in optimal health is my key word for that one. <laughs> okay. That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. One lucky listener who submits a review will win a chance in the grand prize drawing for a priceless VIP experience and gifts with Carissa herself. Be sure to head on over to zensuccesspodcast.com and pick up a copy of Carissa's free gift to help you on your Zen Success journey and join us on the next episode. Share with friends and increase your chances to win.